Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. You're Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone of TA News. Yes, we hate each other just a little bit more than those two. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. I hate you more. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go first or should I go first today? Uh, I'm going to go first All today. Right, go on then. Okay. This is coming out of the Fin Review. Ooh, this is a good one. Like I won the lottery. Six months paid parental leave is on the rise. So this is a quote from Liam Stallburn um, with Liam and his wife Maeve have just had a baby. Now, Liam was preparing to go back to work after four weeks of parental leave yes. when he received a surprise phone call from his employer, Aussie Broadband. Oh. His boss was ringing him to tell him he didn't need to return the following week after all. The company had just adopted (laughs) – you're an asshole – a new policy of offering up to 26 weeks of fully paid parental leave for both primary and secondary carers. So the new scheme, which is available to parents, once they finish their six-month probation and replace a previous entitled six weeks of leave for primary carers and two for secondary carers, it also gives parents an option to take 52 weeks at half pay and includes super, etc., Etc. What's, so, what, what's a secondary carer? Like the person who didn't push it out? Like the dad? <laughs> or would it be grandparents? I'm going to go with you as a secondary carer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, gee, the pusher gets the long more long time off, the non-pusher. The long pusher. <laughs> the non-pusher gets nothing. Oh. So, look, that's pretty freaking generous. It is. From Aussie Broadband. Clearly, uh, we need to go and work at Aussie Broadband and I need to start having many children. <laughs> After my probationary period. I think that ship might have left the dock. I shall adopt. I shall adopt. Hey, I've got one which a lot of people are talking about at the moment. In fact, I saw it on the news this morning again. Casuals to seek permanency after six months from shortlist. This is a bloody minefield, isn't it? So Employment Minister Mr Tony Burke has confirmed the federal government is introducing a new pathway for casual workers to seek permanency, which could kick in after six months of regular employment. As part of the government's next workplace reforms, he says it will close the loophole that leaves people stuck as casuals when they actually work permanent regular hours. I call bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) We both agree on this, don't we? Look, yeah, fair enough. Some employers are taking the piss on that. Yeah. But a a casual rate is obviously, if they're working regular hours and they're getting a casual rate, they're they're bringing home the cash. They're, They're exactly, they're getting loading. The only thing they don't really get is the sick leave. Mm. I um, just don't. Well, so, so, with small businesses who are already struggling with the, let's, the cost of living crisis and everything else, how the actual fuck are they going to afford not. bringing they're people gonna, onto what a permanent What they're going to do is they'll just get rid of their casuals every six months, and they'll just start rotating casuals in and out. So, is this driven by unions? I think it's some of that that fair same job same pay bullshit legislation that they're coming through. Because when I first looked at that, I thought, great, great idea. And, but mm. in my mind, I was going straight to gender pay gap. And then I looked into it, and really, it's not taking in skill, years of experience, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just a sweeping change that the Labor government brought in again, and it's a total load of fucking crap. It it's, makes what's going to happen is casuals who have got a good casual job are going to lose their job every six bloody months. 
Yeah. Because of these stupid laws. Yeah, that's all that's it's going to do. Very, very, very like any stupid uni, and short-sighted. Any uni student who's getting a regular 15 hours a week doing something as a casual job, mm. it's, in six months it's going to lose that casual job. Yeah, I just – yeah. There, I, I've thought about it a million different ways and I can't – See the positive, apart from maybe some sort of vote grab, and I can't work out who would vote for it. Maybe the younger demographic. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think anyone gets it. Mm. I don't think anyone gets any of that shit. No. Then again, look what's going on in Victoria. Oh, don't Jesus even start. Christ don't even boy. start about that. Holy moly! It won't be a TA news. It'll be a let's bitch about Dan episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else have you got? All right, so I'm going to women respond to STEM challenge for few rewards. Another Finn review. So women have responded to the call to study science and technology degrees at university, oh. but are confronted by low pay, lack of seniority, mm. a massive gender pay gap, and toxic work conditions when they enter the workforce. The annual STEM Equity Monitor, Monitor, uh, which reports on women's participation in science, tech, engineering and math for a federal government, found that female enrolments in these subjects has increased by 31% between 2015 and 2021. But women are not happy and are leaving the industry because of the pay gap. Oh, that's rough. And I think there's a bit of bro dude stuff going on out there in the startups as well. In the, in I the, freaking hate that shit. In the, the nerds are all broed up. <laughs> oh, just, my oh God. God, I'm being a bully on that. It's horrible considering my height. Um, <laughs> yes, Napoleon. <laughs> Negligent. Labor hire company, and I love bringing these little ones to the table, have to pay a share of $1.6 million in damages. So a labor hire company has been criticised for sending an unqualified recruiter to conduct site visits and must pay 20% of an injured worker's uh, multi-million dollar Damages claim. Oh, my God. So I'm assuming that this is a, like a blue-collar work site. Yes, it is. So um, they recognise that staff or the, the court recognised that staff were involved in heavy work. So these are the casual people or people out, labour mm. hire people, and had exhibited a degree of control over its employees by visiting host sites and providing advice on health and safety. But Oh, this, my God. You don't provide advice on that unless you've got a qualification. I know, right? And they didn't have a qualification. The injured That's because you own a fluoro fucking vest <laughs> doesn't mean you can tell people what to do. So the injured employee was working for JNC Group on national broadband rollout. So basic labouring duties and he suffered a disc prolapse after tripping over a hose. Am I laughing at no, that? That's horrible. Sorry, mate, whatever your name is, don't come after me because I giggled. Um, <laughs> he submitted a claim for damages uh, saying that both the host company and the labour hire company were at fault as neither company had inducted him nor tested or assessed assessed his capabilities. He was said he was shown how to start a vacuum motor but then was told no more than that sucks and that blows. But <laughs> doesn't know how to step over a freaking hose. Followed by you should just be able to figure this out for yourself. So the long and short of it is if <laughs> um, – <laughs> You need more instruction for people going out to do menial uh, labour tasks. Otherwise, you're leaving yourself exposed for lots and lots of dollars. And also make sure that person's certified and qualified to give said instructions <laughs> and teach someone how to step over a hose. Exactly. Okay, this one's from HRD Mag this week. And oh, this is a bit of an odd bod, I reckon. Will climate change lead to earlier work shifts? 
So, Climate change. Wait, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, here I we know, go. No, no. Come on. Oxford researchers push for 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift while employers like L'Oreal and Nike give midday breaks to employees so they can beat the heat. The traditional 9 to 5 working hours may need to begin a little earlier than usual as the world continues to heat up amid climate change, according to experts. No such thing as air conditioning? Apparently not. Mm. Well, I suppose it would be different if you're working outdoors. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yep. So researchers from Oxford Uni uh, suggested that shifting work hours from six till two would be more beneficial for the workforce. Just as long so, as they don't do them in the um, in the resort bars, they don't close them oh, at shit, two. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're not allowed to close at all. <laughs> So Jesus Lazana, a researcher from a university in Spain, said organisations in southern Spain that are already implementing this practice, which, okay, the, the Spanish are renowned for their siesta. siesta. I know. They, they take the afternoon off A couple anyway. of hours in the midday in the heat. But, yeah, I suppose, like, you look, there's heat waves over there in the Mediterranean at the moment. We spoke to Kevin mm. Wheeler today and there's heat waves over there in the US, uh, like well above the average temperature. I suppose if this is going to continue then, maybe this is an option. Well, they've got to, I suppose they've got to look at it, don't they? But, gee, do you want to get out of bed at 4.30 to start work by 6? Fuck no, I'm staying with an air-conditioned office job. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly <laughs> Hell right. no, buddy. <laughs> hey, from Indeed, despite several workplaces trying to mandate that their workforces return to the office full-time, the share of Australian job postings mentioning work from home or similar phrases on global hiring platform Indeed is at a record high. Reduced competition for talent owing to more challenging economic environment could lead to fewer working-from-home opportunities next year, they're saying. But for now, they continue to remain high, as do searches for working from home jobs on the site um, and also remote work. Indeed, senior economist Callum Pickering has written a great piece, Australia's love affair with working from home, continued in 2023. Um, You can find that on Indeed's Hiring Lab website and the link will be in the show notes. But it unpacks trends um, and we're Mm. seeing sort of a bit of a contradiction in terms of what employees want and what employers may want moving forward. It is a bit of a, a bit of a schmozzle because I know CBA have put out the back to work thing, but the headline doesn't really do it justice. Like they, they're going hybrid. They're not saying everyone has to be back in there 100% yeah. of the time. But then I was also reading the other day that someone from CBA is challenging that and they just don't want to go back into the work at all, into the office. Um, mm. like, seriously, I, I think if you are in the same city as the office and your boss has gone, hey, guys, we're going into a hybrid model now. The COVID pandemic's well and truly over. You still got a bit of a, a good run there because prior to pandemic, we were five days in the office. Yeah, and we really, really were working from home was not even an option in the majority of cases. So I think that some people need to weigh up: Are they taking the piss? Yeah, I, I agree. Hybrid is is my preferred model. Mine too. Um, you know, if you want to work a hundred percent fully work from home, then they may as well outsource your role to a cheaper labour market. Well, we've already put, we've had news stories like yeah. that before where, yeah, 100% from home, so they outsourced it to overseas and saved themselves 50 grand a year. Yeah, exactly. So you got to weigh out sometimes what's more important, and especially in a financial crunch which we're seeing globally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's move on to events. Okay. I'm going to start off on this one. So Eden and the crew over at Rubber Band have got Bounce Dree, the panel van. Panel van. Don't come a-knocking if the panels are rocking <laughs> is coming up on the 4th and 6th of October. So jump on to the Rubber Band LinkedIn page or Facebook page and register. ATC have 
launched their theme for this year's conference at Luna Park. And the theme is Aligned Strategies, Empowered People and Impactful Outcomes. It's a bit of a mouthful, but with that topic or that theme, they're going to get so much content. Uh, like I, wrote, I saw that they released yesterday a few of the speakers on LinkedIn and we shared that post out as well. They have got some nominees for the items already yep. speaking. That is a great lineup and that's just the start, people. This event last year, what I would have to say was the highlight of my Australian calendar other than the items. Mm, there you go. Yeah, it was pretty darn fucking good. It, is pretty, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. Now, I have got a couple of meetups uh, that we've got going on here. So Adelaide have got a meetup on Thursday the 3rd of August. Yes, that is next week. Also sponsored by our friends at Indeed. So it's a 5.30 kickoff at the Historian in Adelaide. Now, Sydney have got a meet-up on the 6th of September, the night before the ITERS. I have got no freaking details so far on that one, my friends. So I have got – yeah, that's it. Anyone who's going to the ITERS, I have no bloody doubt you'll be turning up to the pre-party. Yes, um, yes, and it's all getting very, very close. And we're getting excited oh here at ITERS Central, that's for sure. I can't believe that the ITERS ticketing website is just... It's been blowing up. Oh, my gosh. The wait list is getting longer. Every day I think I'm getting on top of it, and next thing it gets longer and longer. Well, but anyway... Let's finish up today so you can go back to sorting out ticketing issues with the ITERS. <laughs> It's <laughs> a goodbye from that me. That is my whole life. It's a goodbye from me, everyone. Stay classy, Cranbourne.